Okay, everybody, sports are sort of back, uh, pretending to come back, kind of coming back, almost back. In some cases, they are back, but either way, that's exciting. It's different. And for you guys, listeners of The Beat this week, and every week we have a deal for you, 40% off of a subscription at The Athletic. Don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Here in Detroit, of course, we have uh, NFL coverage with myself and Chris Burke trying to get ramped back up for the Lions as the NFL training camp season starts to get back. Still waiting to see what's going on with college football, but any news on that? Colton Pouncey, Austin Meek, myself, have you covered there? Max Boltman with the Red Wings, James Edwards with the Pistons, Cody Stavenhagen's actually covering games, for crying out loud, with the Tigers. So we have all sorts of stuff happening right now. Brendan is, is out on the golf course. Not golfing, working. So he's got a, a lot of golf stuff happening out there as well. So we got plenty of stuff happening right now uh, all across the athletic. And as you guys know, uh, tell your friends if, if they're in a different market somewhere else. Um, everything is sort of kind of coming back, or at least it's uh, some of it will be back. So don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save. Sign up to see, see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets the athletic apart. And if you go to theathletic.com slash collegebeat, you can receive 40% off an annual subscription. Sports are back, sort of, and you won't miss any breaking stories on your favorite teams. So go to theathletic.com slash collegebeat for 40% off an annual subscription. We hope to see you there. Episode of the Beat. I'm of course Nick Baumgartner along with Brendan Quinn. Quarantine marches on, month 1000, whatever we're in here. Uh, either way, we're hanging out in Ann Arbor, of course, separately but together. And today, Brendan, we're joined by another great guest, another uh, basketball guest this uh, this week, Michigan Hoops, Mike Smith. Mike, say hello, man. <laughs> oh, hey guys, sorry, it's new to me. <laughs> it's new to me. <laughs> Podcast thing is new to me. No worries. I was going to let Brendan give you the. This will be the. uh, This this is this is the uh, the very casual introduction to all the Michigan fans out there. Um, Yes. So for anyone catching up, Nick, I don't know how many current actual college athletes that we've had on the show. Mm, Yeah, not many. Um, Might be it. Ah, this might be the first. This is certainly the first Michigan basketball player. I think so. I think think that we've had. Um, yeah. So, so for anyone uh, just catching up, Mike Smith, new to Michigan basketball, transferred in from Columbia this year. Um, really, really good pickup for the program. Um, everything that uh, we've heard of him is both a player and a person is pretty high level stuff. Mike, I'm not just saying this because you're on the air I'm with us. This is that's that's <laughs> that's legit. Uh, everyone I talked to when when uh, the the recruitment kind of picked up was like, you know, this guy he fits in a lot in, in pretty much every way. So um, I knew I know the program was excited to get you in. You are now here in Ann Arbor. There is basketball being played in uh in this country, which I think everyone's really <laughs> excited about, man. And that starts with you. So let's just start there. Um, you're here, you're getting introduced, um, to your new team, your new teammates, but, but actually playing and probably getting off, uh, a little bit of rust I'd imagine, but how's it going so far? 
Oh, it's going well. Um, yeah, so like you said, you know I mean, it just it's nice to actually play basketball with my teammates um, now because, you know, I mean, it went like three months without playing. Um, I had my recruitment thing was crazy because of quarantine. Um, you know, what I mean, I had to be uh, I couldn't visit the schools that I wanted to uh, go down to. So I had to just pick off of what I think is best for me. Um, you know, everybody gets to love everybody loves those visits. If you've seen um, he got game. Um, that's not that's not what that's not the part that I'm talking about. But, you know, everybody's seen that movie and you go visit the schools and you have fun. So, but uh, so I really didn't get to explore those things and just to see my teammates and the coaches. But I had to um, have faith in Coach Howard and what he was telling me. And uh, I'm here now. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I love all my teammates already. Um, I'm you know I mean I'm I'm clicking with them. Uh, Franz is my roommate. He's right here. He's over here laughing at me. Uh, so that's a, that's the kind of relationship we have. And I, you know, I mean, I've been here three weeks, three to four weeks now. Um, we've been playing back. We've been playing uh, yesterday. Um, well, actually, Monday was the first time we can actually get on the court with coaches. Mm-hmm. It was good. I was real rusty. I'm gonna lie to you. Uh, one of our coaches had us do a 12 minute uh, layup drill, and I feel like a little kid. But man, I was so gassed. 12 minutes just straight layups it's like wow like who does this but it was good though um so i'm enjoying it uh for sure i think that's something mike that that a lot of people don't maybe understand is that you guys are athletes and you you train your bodies all year you know all year round pro athletes do this college athletes do this you guys do it while you're balanced class but you have the quarantine right and you can't be around strength coaches you can't be around your normal you know setting and then when you finally do get back in the gym, like, I think a lot of people just assume, hey, uh, these guys are going to be ready to roll. You know, you, you said, you know, you're gassed after a 12-minute layup drill. How how um, how has that conditioning sort of process been? And what are some of those challenges when you do get finally back after three months of, like, uh, we can kind of work out, but we kind of can't? Uh, for me, actually, fortunately, I was um, lucky enough to uh, have a training facility and do these things um, over the quarantine thing. So, me mm-hmm. personally, I was like, I was still gassed. <laughs> but I wasn't as gassed as everybody else. But I think yeah. it's 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 a, a it's an adjustment that you have to have um, for coaches and for players because you know coaches all they know is go go go, and uh, when you have three months off, it's hard. You know, what I mean, even if you take two weeks off, like Russell Westbrook was just talking about it. Um, he just got back from two weeks of quarantine because he had COVID, and he was talking mm-hmm. about I couldn't even make a layup. Like when you so when you train your body to do something every day, and then you take two weeks off, it's hard. It's hard to get it right back right away. So it's just an adjustment that you have to make um, on the fly, but for sure people will understand it. So, you know, you've made this this move after a really successful run at Columbia. Um, anyone who's not familiar, just go look up the numbers. You had like a million points. You did, did, <laughs> did, did, a, lot, did a lot there. Um, a lot. And, I use and, it. And, and now it's right, you're, you're going up, right? Ivy League, Big Ten is very different. Um, you've played high major competition, but now you're on a high major team. So I, I'm just kind of wondering these early steps, early days, like how how much of kind of a curiosity was it to kind of get out there with with a new team and and see, you know, I imagine you've always envisioned yourself maybe playing at a, at a place like this, right? Um, now you're out there. And what's that kind of like? Uh, it's It's – totally different like everything like you now I understand why people go high major <laughs> and uh, why people like that are mid-major stay in mid-major which is true you know what I mean obviously people don't want to hear but it's the truth the facilities the um, the the coaching like culture everything is just different um I'd never like 
we have a cold pool here uh, at Michigan, and at Columbia, you have a cold tub, which is like a tin thing. Oh, it's yeah. like you had to put your ice in it, you had to turn the jets <laughs> on. So it's just like little things like that, like little treatment stuff here and there, the weight room, you know what I mean, the practice facility. So it's it, it's just it's totally different. Um, that that part of it, and then the players are totally different. Like when you're playing. Um, I have a six nine uh, small board in France, which is ridiculous. <laughs> small board. Uh, my center at Columbia was six eight, so France would be our center at Columbia. So it's totally different because I'm coming off a of ball screen and I have to switch with the ones and threes. Um, if we do play, and I have to go against a six nine dude instead of like a six five, so it's totally different. Um, but I, I really enjoy it because at the next level then maybe the point guard may be six eight, six nine, you know, you know what I mean? It's 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 not it's not out of the uh ordinary, but uh it's it's n- it's a nice adjustment uh so far to get to know the team and to get to play versus them and you know I me mean, play versus higher competition in practice, not just in games where I had to do at Columbia. Right. So it's nice. But, you know, I, I don't think it's a slight to say to any of your former teammates at Columbia or anything like that, but, like, you were the best player on the team. You probably knew you were the best player on the team. Everyone knew you were the best player on the team. A lot of offensive possessions that maybe went late into a shot clock, right, would just default to the ball ending up with you, you having to just go make a play, right? At Michigan, yep. it's going to be a little bit different, right? Now you've right. got possible NBA player in Franz on one wing, possible NBA player in in um, Isaiah on another wing, right? You got guys. You got a bunch of – high major legit dudes around you. Now you're kind of more of a pilot probably as opposed to a shooter. Um, right. And, and I just wonder what is kind of the adjustment right now and you going from a guy who knew you were going to be shooting the ball, you know, what, 15, 20 times a game maybe to, right. to this situation where that ball is going to be moving a little bit more, I'm imagining. Um, I think I think I don't think it's really that big of adjustment for me um, because if you watch the games, I always gave the ball up first mm-hmm. and the ball mm-hmm. came back to me. So I'm always willing to share the ball. I was never like a player that needed the ball in his hand sure. um, to score. I, I'm a really good catch and shoot player. Um, you guys all my coaches that ever coached me. I'm a better catch and shoot player than I am off the dribble. Hmm. So this will help me even more um, because I don't have to have the ball in my hands. I can move. I can cut. Um, I can do all the other things. And I can find other people and make other people better, which I love to do because that's part of being a point guard is to make other people everybody around you better. Um, and that's the first thing you let them eat first and then you eat more. You know what I mean? Because mm. the game opens up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause now everybody, when the first game happens, everybody like, Oh, this kid from Columbia scored 22 points. And then I get out there and have 10 assists. Then I, I can slowly get in there at least 10, uh, 15 points just off of everybody else having to go out to, you know what I mean? Addition to Franz or Isaiah or Eli, whoever's on the court at with me who are all shooters. You know what I mean? I could just pass it out there and they can knock it down and that's going to open up the game for me. So then they're not going to help. So then it's just two man game with a big, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just, I don't think it's that big of adjustment. Um, I played college basketball for four years. So that's why I'm lucky enough to be able to play another year. Well, I played three, but I had heard. So I played basically four, um, but I understand the game and I don't think I have to change my game that much um, for sure. Mm. Like the, the grad transfer thing has been, around for a while. We've, always, we've talked to guys. I cover a lot of football, so I've talked to a lot of football players. We've seen basketball players come to Michigan other places. And and it's always an interesting question because it's different for everybody. So, you know, when you're come out of high school, you get recruited to play in college basketball and you're you're a kid. Right. You, are, you are now not a kid. You're an adult. You're a grown up. You've been in yeah. college for, like you said, four years and right. you just got recruited again. 
Right. Uh, what is the recruiting process like for a grad transfer in this situation? Not maybe not just necessarily with the pandemic, even, but like you know what I'm saying. Like the interest level, it just explodes for guys yeah. like you into a completely crazy thing. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so basically, for me now that I'm not a, like I wasn't a kid anymore. Like when you're a kid, yeah. like you you believe everything every coach tells you. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a funny story because so when I got recruited to Columbia, one of my coaches that's not there now who recruited me. Uh, Coach Smith, I think he's at yeah he's at Washington State. He came to my house, everything. He was all about it, like I'm here, this and that. And next thing you know, all we my dad asked him like, "Are you gonna leave?" And he says, "No, I'm not gonna leave unless Duke job offer Duke Duke job uh, opens up." So we we're like, "Okay, cool." Like I, I commit, so I commit. Um, they have a good run or whatever. Next thing you know, he leaves. I'm like, yeah. "Okay, well, do I stay to Columbia? Do I leave?" Um, so I ended up staying, but it's just funny. So now, like, as a grown-up now, I'm, like, cut, I cut right to the chase. Like, yeah. what, is the, what is it that you want? What's my role? What's, what's going to be here? Because my numbers say, like, everything overseas or everything pro-wise is, is stats-based. And my stats mm-hmm. were really high. So if I, I don't want to play another year of college if I'm not going to be used. Sure. So I kept it 100. I, I want to be 100%. Uh, percent uh, I want them to be 100% honest with me and understand that this is, like, like not a game anymore. Like, I'm not a kid. Yeah. You can't tell me something and go against your word um, because I've been there. I've seen how coaches act, um, how they recruit. You know what I mean? They would text you. They would text one of the teammates a whole text message, and then you have to just send it to the team. I mean, send it to the player, and it's like, wow, like, I actually thought that was yeah. authentic when I got that text message from my teammate. <laughs> but it was really the coach. It was really the coach sending him a text message about that. I don't know how it works in the big leagues, but that's how it works in Columbia. <laughs> and it was just, it was yeah. funny. And I was like, wow, like this is crazy. Like I never knew this, but now you know um how they act and how like coaches recruit and things like that. So I was just like cut straight to the chase. Like I told the coaches that I were that were interested in that I was interested in. I told them, hey, I'm interested. And the coaches that I weren't or that I had no chance of going there, I told them right off right off rip that, yeah. you know what I mean, hey, I thank you for, you know I mean, pursuing me, but I don't think I would like to, you know what I mean, attend the school or even, like, have an option because I, I don't want to waste your time and I want you to waste my time, so. Hey, everyone, it's Brendan, and I want to uh, address you to a situation occurring uh, both in your pants and uh, in your shirt, maybe under your underarms, wherever it may be that you are uh, gross as a matter of neglect. Uh, Manscaping. You've heard about it on this podcast, on many of the athletic podcasts. But, gentlemen, I mean, if you're not taking care of your business, what are we we even doing anymore? Um, Manscaped, you got to grab the clippers. You got to take care of what you got to take care of. Um, Highly recommend. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit. This comes with an essential lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof. cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. I'm just going to let your imagination run wild guys. Uh, And then uh, lest we forget the perfect package inside the perfect package, you're going to find the manscaped crop preserver an anti chafing ball deodorant and a moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. You can't, have that. This is a bundle for your grundle. We're going to make it happen. You're in business for the summer. Um, for a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag. For a guy like me, I'm on the road. Need need maintenance. 
So you got to get that travel bag. That's a $39 value add. And the patented high-performance reduced chafing manscaped boxer briefs because, you know, you need a package when you have such a great gift to present everyone. So uh, right now you get 20% off plus plus free shipping. Use the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. One more time, get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. Go to manscaped.com, use the athletic code, the athletic 20. And you better do it because I just read this thing. All right, thanks. Yeah, did go good. I was going to say, your situation was unique because IVs don't allow grads to, to play, right. grad students to play. So you you knew this was coming. This wasn't, you know, you weren't just checking out on a on your, your mid-major program just because you wanted to kind of climb up. It was kind of forced your hand, I guess. But point being, this is something that you already knew was going to be a possibility. So I wonder like last year, how much were you kind of, obviously you had your business to attend to with, with your team and all that, but like, were you kind of right. keeping an eye on college basketball being like, what's happening here? What's happening there? Cause you were going to have to make a decision at some point. Uh, to be honest, I think I was just focused on the season um, mm-hmm. because I felt like if I, if I do what I did um, or if I do better, uh, school's going to reach out to me regardless. Um, so I didn't have to worry about anything else. I just wanted to focus on what I can do to help my team win and try my hardest to bring us to a championship and bring us to another win. Um, so it wasn't about me just um, looking at other schools while I'm playing, um, even though I could. You know what I mean? That's what most people do because everybody get excited. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to high major next year because it, it happened in the past years where my, one of my teammates last year went to USC. The year before they went to Xavier. Look at my friend now who came from Columbia this same year and is going to Duke. So it's mm-hmm. like I could do that, but why do that? Because it feels like I'm not giving my all to the team. You know what I mean? So I want to play my hardest every day and give my all to the team because they may they may not have a chance to play with me ever again. Um, so why not, you know what I mean, accept the accept the um, the role that I have as a leader on the team and just do it all. Um, and everything else would take care of itself, so, which it did. So mm-hmm. it all worked out at the end. You mentioned the, uh, you know, this this process as a grad transfer can be all business. It can just be, we can just cut to it. Um, you know, Juwan is a guy who just got out of the NBA, you know, got back into coaching college anyway from the NBA. Did that did that help with that one? Because I assume he's much more business-like at this point. You know, he's not going to maybe do all the <laughs> stuff that yeah. some of these other coaches, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? No, no, that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, yeah. So basically, he told me off rip that he was recruiting me and Bryce Aiken, who is a guard out of Harvard, okay. who's at who's at Seton Hall now, who's I'm really close with. Um, and he basically told me that he lo- that he loves my game. He told me that I can come in right away and uh, help this team. Um, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And the the thing that sold me was that it was the head coach that called me. It wasn't the assistant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That most of the other schools that recruited me, there was assistant. You know what I mean? And I felt like mm. if you really wanted me, the head coach would call me right off, yeah. right away. And I don't have, you know what I mean, have time to, hey, can I talk to the head coach? Like, <laughs> Juwan called me and was like, hey, like, I heard um, you're interested. I mean, I, like, I didn't hear you're interested, but, like, I know, like, are you interested in here? I'm yeah. going to recruit you, this and that. And you're from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Yeah. I went to his camp when I was little. It's just all, it's just all oh, ironic. Um and he was just always he's always been honest with me and always treated me like an adult and 
I'm for sure happy with the decision that I made to, to come here for sure. And I'm really looking forward to continue to work with him. Um, so, yeah, but for sure, you know, the NBA aspect of him uh, definitely sold me too. Uh, the Miami Heat culture is, is one of a kind. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to know somebody on the Heat, um, really close with him. And he just raves about the Heat culture. And I was like, man, like, I want to be a part of that um, because they they just know how to win. They, they they do it all. And you can see it in the Michigan team last year that they dig down deep and um, got brought, brought some wins out and, you know, he made a name for himself. So I was really excited on when he called me. I like that you just casually say, like, I'm friends with someone on the heat. Like, you're friends with Jimmy – you're friends with Jimmy Bowler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it all worked out. <laughs> and you've trained with him. He's trained with you. You guys have had a kind of a long-standing relationship. And I know that's been, sure. that's been documented. Um, but you, it, I would imagine that kind of uh, understanding how – you know, we use that term business, business approach to things uh, – having a guy like Jimmy in your life, you could probably bounce a lot of things off of, of, I don't know, being able to decipher, uh, you know, bullshit from non-bullshit. Right. Um, Right. So so when you've gotten in here now and uh, you're working on this, you're working with your new players, like over the last three months, you're not able to really do anything. Were you digging into film? Were like, how were you kind of approaching this new, this new opportunity without being able to actually, be in the new opportunity um I, I really i did watch a lot of film um to understand how each how each player plays um i did i couldn't watch any they don't have synergy for high school so i they couldn't like really watch right. my high school players i only could watch highlights but i really don't like watching highlights because it's all makes everything everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. everything you know, they never my man you gotta find the real game your yeah, highlights yeah, are the yeah. same way though man <laughs> uh, your exactly. highlights are the same yeah, way yeah, I agree. they're highlights they're, you mean they're highlights for a yeah, reason true. but so, you know what so, I mean? so, so it shows their strength but i also wanted to see each other week i mean everybody's weakness so i watched a couple games um here and there uh i reached out to a couple of them once or twice i didn't want to be overbearing you know what i mean it's, it's during a pandemic they have they're with their families i don't want to you know what I mean? Hey, I'm Mike. Like, can we talk? Like, can we talk? You know what I mean? You don't know me yet, but I want to talk to you every day. Like, I don't, I'm don't. i not that type of guy. You know what I mean? So once I got here, I kind of got myself acclimated with everybody and, you know what I mean, see who's who, what to say to somebody, what to make them laugh, mm-hmm. what not to make them laugh, what ticks, what makes them tick. And, you know what I mean? So it's – but but I think uh, for sure I watched film because uh, I, I had to watch film because I had to see if I would fit in, fit yeah. in the system. You know what I mean? Yeah. So – I for sure watched a, a couple of games. Um, so, yep. So in that, you talk about the system. Obviously, you're. I think you're. Um, Xavier Simpson was such a unique point guard, one of the most ball dominant point guards in the country. Um, obviously, the numbers speak for themselves when it comes to his distribution and things like that. Um, do you kind of envision yourself in a in a similar role to him overall in terms of the, just the amount of ball screens that he played and the amount that he had the ball in his hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, I don't know necessarily um, if I see myself like that um, because I don't need the ball. I'm not like a dominant guard where I need to come off ball screens to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this team, you know what I mean, as, as they get to play with each other and they have one more year in the system of Coach Howard, I think it's going to open up other doors for people to create for themselves instead mm-hmm. of uh, instead of one person have to create for them, uh, which I 
you know what I mean? I've seen when I watched the film. Right. Um, that's why he had nine assists a game because right. he was the one who was creating for everybody else, which I can do, but like, I don't feel like I need to do that. But I, if coach tells me that that's what he needs me to do, then hey, you know what I mean? I'm going to dribble the ball like I'm James Harden and you know, find everybody. <laughs> that's perfect. And that would be entertaining to watch. I'd watch that. But I don't know how entertaining it would be if it doesn't work, right? But, yeah. Uh, you never know. Yeah. What Mike? What's the um? What's the what's the situation been like since you guys have been back? I know you guys. When did you guys get allowed to be back inside? What's today? The twenty third of July. When did you guys? You know, when were you allowed back in? Uh, I think so. Oh my god, I, I think I got yeah, here. dates and times are a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it was like three, four weeks ago. I got here. We couldn't do anything or quarantine. Um, the next day, I I got tested. Um. And then you had to wait two days, so you couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Then I finally got to get in the gym um, just to walk around. I couldn't do anything um, that first week. Um, but then that second week, we got to get in there. Um, I, I did not know the dates. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. But I know we got well, to, we got in there after the week, after we got tested. Um, I got in there. We got to do some lifting. No basketball stuff. Um, we got to shoot on our own, but we no managers. Nobody else is in the gym. Uh, it was real lonely, uh, to say the least, but it's better than nothing for sure. Um, so we basically had to kind of take a week off after getting tested. Um, and then we finally got in there last week. Well, this week was the first week that we got with coaches, and you had to do some drills for like an hour. Um, so we just really just been lifting um, with each other, uh, wearing masks in there, which sucks. If you ever have to wear a mask and lift, Oh yeah. my god, it's terrible. You feel like you like you're suffocating, man. You can't breathe. I think lift, um, lifting sucks, period, but I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. right. Without a mask, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> you get stuck getting tired. But uh so yeah, so we've just been doing that and now we're getting in there with uh with coaches and hopefully next week we can start playing a little bit. Uh two two and two. I mean two versus two. Uh two on two. I'm sorry, I'm tripping right now. Mm-hmm. Two on twos <laughs> and uh three on threes. But uh, I don't know if we're gonna be against the fives yet. But that would be really dope. How do you kind of see um, this? You've got an interesting dynamic going on leadership-wise, right? You've played a ton of college basketball, just wasn't here. Shondi Brown's played a ton of college basketball, just wasn't here. And then you've got Isaiah and Eli, right? These are guys who have been in a program that's won Big Ten championships. And now you're all upperclassmen, don't know each other, but you're all going to be in charge of leading this team. How does that, like, like as a guy, like, do you have to kind of – I don't know, like not tread lightly, but are you trying to like kind of come in and, and feel things out right before maybe following your instincts? You obviously have an outgoing personality. Like, I just wonder how the leadership is going to kind of play out here. I think, um, I think we all want to win. So <laughs> we always preach that don't take anything personal. Just know that it's what's best for you, that, I, that, it, that everybody, everybody, even if somebody yells at you, it's what's best for you. And that's hard to accept. But at the same time, like, if we all want to win, you will understand that. And I think that the leadership aspect of everything is going well so far. You know what I mean? I've only been here for three weeks, and everybody listens to each other. Nobody has nothing back to say, negative. Nobody's taking it personal. So I think everything's working out right now. And, uh, you know what I mean? It's different when the ball, when basketball starts coming in. But right now, everything's working out. So everything's looking good. Um, Everybody, coach always says everybody has a say in leadership. You know I mean, it's just not one leader. It's all everybody. Everybody can say something. See something, say something. Um, so I think everything's been working out perfectly fine. With coming back in the gym, you mentioned the masks. You mentioned you know uh, 
the, the test and then you had to wait and everything else. Um, what was, what was the mood like for you guys, um, in the days leading up to going back in, you know what I mean? Like, what was it like? Were you nervous? Were you anxious? Um, and I know there's a lot going on and it's a lot of stuff, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, take me into that one. <laughs> I was nervous because I didn't want to get that yeah. test because <laughs> yeah. I, see, I, see, I see how bad it looked and man, oh man, yeah. I, I was praying and I was asking uh, Alex Wong, who's our uh, athletic trainer, <laughs> man, is there a different test we can take? Because man, I, I, I did not want that Q-tip so far down my nose. Like, I, yeah. It was bad. So I was real nervous on taking that test. Um, and then, um, I think that was the most nervous part of the whole time was me thinking about mm-hmm. I got to get the test and hopefully the test comes back uh, negative that I don't have it, um, which it did. So I'm thankful for that. Um, and now we have to get tested regularly. So I'm trying. I'm kind of kind of getting used to it. <laughs> but man, it, it it gave me a headache. It's 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 like it's not. I wish that upon nobody. Like I wish nobody mm-hmm. had to do that. But uh, so that's I think that's the only thing I was really nervous about uh, for sure. And how, how, like, what's your approach like right now? This is a hard question, but, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in November, right? We don't know if it's going to be delayed start. We don't, it's just every question leads to more questions, right? So, like, what's your mindset? Are you just going at it like as if, okay, let's just act like November 7th is the starting date? Or how, how do you kind of square all this? I'm just going, yeah, I'm just going with the flow. And right. uh, until I hear other word, otherwise, then I'm continuing to work hard and continue to play with my teammates and enjoy the company that they, the company that they're giving me and the company that I'm giving them and continue to make relationships um, because you never know, like, if we are going to play up or not. But, you know I mean? It, they never said anything about us not playing, so mm-hmm. why not mm-hmm. continue to work and get better and uh, anticipating on us to play, so... So you had downtime this summer. What do you do with your downtime? What's your, uh, you got hobbies? You got, uh, are you a gamer? Are you any, anything else? Uh, I'm definitely a gamer, big gamer, okay. big, uh, huge gamer, actually. Like it's, it's really bad, but, uh, that, um, so I'm old, I'm, I'm old enough to, uh, so I, I, I like to drink wine. Uh, I get that from Jim. Okay. okay. So I get that from being around a, a, a old time NBA player. I call him old now. He's old. He's 30 now. So <laughs> he's old. So now I, I you know what I mean? I'm kind of taking up after him with the wine. Um, and then, uh, I, I love music. I love music. I love music. I don't know why, but I, it's just something about music that I, I, I just really, um, just in tune I get in tune with um all type of music so that's just what I that's really what I've been doing and working out and uh, enjoying the company of my friends who I was with um in San Diego and Miami mm-hmm. so and working out and training so it was, it was a good summer I think it was a productive summer it's getting better too um now being with my teammates and being around the coaches and everything so you get a sense that everybody's I mean, you seem like a, you're an outgoing guy, go with the flow guy. Do you get the sense that was it was everybody kind of eased in? Does it help to be around guys? You, you, you know, you're new, obviously, but has that been your sense from from everybody getting back into the swing of things? Yeah, I think everybody's just going with the flow, um, and everybody's just um, taking day by day and uh, understanding that um, we still might have a season, so. Everybody's still working hard, and uh, it's nice to understand. It's nice to know that everybody treats me like the old guy. Everybody calls me <laughs> yeah. old here. Um, it's funny because the freshmen are in here, and they walk in my room, and I'm just sipping a glass of wine, and they're like, "Man, you're old." <laughs> they're like, "Man, you're old." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, man, 
don't don't touch it. You underage. Don't, don't, don't touch my wine. I'm telling coach. Uh, so, but yeah, no, I think everybody's just going with the flow, and everybody's enjoying um, each other um, for sure. So, can you kind of? Uh, Talk me through what things are kind of looking like uh, in that that guard rotation spot. I'll be curious to kind of see how how you and Eli look, uh, maybe playing together. Uh, Zeb Jackson, obviously a young guy, kind of in the mix that I imagine you are trying to uh, take on a role with. Um, how how are how's that dynamic playing out? Yeah, so I think right now since we finally got to play with uh, get to practice with some like groups. Um, First week, I mean, first day was me and Eli. Uh, second day was Eli and Zeb, and I was by myself. And Zeb was by himself the first time he had class at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Today, it's going to be me and Zeb. So I think they're just trying to see uh, – they're trying to put Zeb with uh, veterans so sure. that he can understand the game a little bit more. But they haven't said anything about playing, starting, mm-hmm. things like that. So, but – I imagine um, everybody just going out there, you know what I mean, first practice, going hard, and, you know what I mean, it's going to leave it up to whoever coach thinks is the best fit for the team, um, for sure. But everybody has the capability of starting. So it's just it, – that, that is what makes practice um, going to be – that's what is going to make practice even better is because mm-hmm. everybody has a chance to actually play. And it's going to make everybody else better. And that's the kind of dynamic we have right now. It's not – set in stone of anybody. Um, this person's going to do this, this person's going to do that. So sure. everything's up for grabs. So Is is Franz still sitting there in, in the room? No, Franz, Franz is gone. He went to go, he he left. Went to go work out. All right, yeah, well, perfect. Break down his game while he's not in the room. To be honest, I would have broken down if he was in here anyway. But, uh, <laughs> man, uh, Franz is... Franz is going to be uh, a pro real soon. Um, he he's six nine. I don't know if he was six seven or whatever he was last year, but he grew and uh, mm. he he's been working. You can tell um, in his game, he works tremendously hard. Uh, he's smooth. He's a so I would give him what? How would I? Co- I'm trying to compare him to an NBA player. Oh man, I don't want to say Paul George because he's definitely not Paul George. His smoothness, <laughs> his smoothness is like Paul George, but yeah, he's just not absolutely athletic. That's Paul George, um, but I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I can't compare him to anybody. But like, he's he's a smooth six nine wing for sure. He's a three. He's six nine. Can shoot the ball. He can do it all. You know what I mean? He guards. He's really competitive. You can see it um, whenever we, you know what I mean? Whenever we're just shooting, and you know what I mean, mm-hmm. we and him do a shooting drill, or whatever. And I'll beat him, and man, he gets so mad, and I love it. I love it because I get to talk stuff. Once once we get back to the hotel, I get to talk about it. Like man. Does it, how does it feel to lose to me? And he gets so mad. He gets so mad. He gets so mad. And it's just, it's a great. But he's a really competitive kid. Great kid, actually. It's crazy that he's only nineteen or eighteen. It's like I was yeah, like, wow, yeah. what, what, what? You're nineteen, eight. I was sure. some of the moves that he like he does like in his workouts. I was like, man, like I just learned that from. Uh, I just learned that, and you're learning that at nineteen, eighteen, man. The sky's the limit for him, and I just you know, I mean, I wish nothing but the best for him. He's going. He's going to play. In the in, in the NBA, it's just no question about that, mm. um, for sure. So, you guys also got big news: Isaiah Livers coming back again, going to be there this season. I don't think that was maybe a huge surprise for a lot of folks, but I mean, how much have you gotten to know Isaiah's game as well? I mean, I, you watch film, I know, but how much have you gotten to know? You know what he can do. Uh, in relation, know, what you can do, man. Isaiah is 
my Isaiah is really, really good. I, I didn't know how athletic he was. He's mm. really mm. athletic. Oh man, he could jump, can shoot, he could do it all. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? I, I feel bad that he didn't, you know what I mean, with quarantine and everything, he didn't get the chance yeah. to actually show himself to right. the NBA, which I, he's for sure can play. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, you know what I mean? But I'm also glad that he's back. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't yep. say, I can't say I'm not. But you know what I mean? I, I would be, I wouldn't be mad if he went. Um, I would totally understand it, and I, you know what I mean? I would be happy for him. But I'm glad that he's back now. I get to actually play with him and uh, help him uh, see the game differently than everybody else because he had a, uh, X for his um, point guard for three years, and sure. I get somebody different. Yep. So now he gets to uh, see a different, you know, what I mean, type of player that's going to help him put him in spots that he's never really been put in uh, in certain things. So, but no, he's, he's really good. The sky's limit for him too. And he's, you know, he, he works tremendously hard. Uh, you know, last year he got injured. I mean, a couple of times he was out, but uh, he's been working hard to prevent those things this summer, as I can see uh, for sure. Yeah, everyone loves freshmen, right? You know this. Every freshman's the next big thing. <laughs> That's the way it goes every year. Um, you right. mentioned Zeb, but the, the two bigs that, that are coming in, Terrence and Hunter, um, what, what are you seeing from, from those two? Give the people a little little something. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. T- Terrence can shoot the lights out of the huh. ball. I did not know that. And I, I didn't either. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I didn't, well, know. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. But, man, he can, like, hand in your face. Like, it's, he knocks, knocks it mm. down. He's really – and he plays really good defense. Mm. Um, athletic, too. Um, Hunter, oh, man. <laughs> man, oh, man. He, he, he's a pro, too. Uh, he's 7-2, can shoot the ball. 7-2. 7-2. Yeah, I know. Trust oh. me. And it's funny because I have a little Volkswagen Jetta, and he doesn't have a car, so I have to fit him in my little Volkswagen Jetta. <laughs> his, his hand hits the top of my, my car, and he has just, like, his neck is, like, curled up. It's, it's hilarious. Thanks, I got to send it. I got to make a video of it next time. But, no. He, he's 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 a character. He has he, he's Hunter is for sure. It wasn't no doubt in my mind um, that he was the Gatorade Player of the Year in Maryland for for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see it in him. Like he he wants to get better. Uh, he can shoot. It's crazy. I didn't never seen. I never knew like a seven two like that can shoot. He can shoot the ball. Like it's it's gonna it's gonna open up the game a lot because he can pick and pop. He can po- his post moves are fluid. Um, sets hard screens. Um, so he's 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 a workhorse for sure, and he's gonna be really good. Can he uh, can he get up and down the floor and run with you? Yeah, he right. can run. Now I don't know. If, I don't know if he can run with me. <laughs> I, I don't know how many. I don't know if he can yet. run with me. Uh, if, he can, if he can run with me, man, he might as well go sign a contract now. Uh, <laughs> I'm fast, uh, but no, he he can move though. He can move for sure. He can get up and down. It's not like just slow. Um, he can move up and down the court for sure. Mike, as a guy, obviously, you know what you're, you know, you're here for a reason. You, like you said earlier, you're, you know, the grad transfer route was a process you knew you were going to entertain. But I am curious, you know, you're only here a year. Uh, you are a graduate transfer from Columbia. This is Michigan. Those are two, you know, big time academic institutions. What, what did you study at Columbia? And then what, what are you going to do here? And, and how kind of excited are you to, you know, maybe get one more? you know, run at some different kind of uh, schooling, I guess. Yeah. So at Columbia, uh, I did uh, sociology. Um, okay. I, I wanted to do business uh, on the, like a, as a concentration, but I couldn't because of um, certain classes interfered with uh, basketball time um, for two years. It'll be two years. And I just, you know I mean? I was like, it is what it is. Um, and I just did a lot of internships over, over the summer uh, at Columbia for business. 
So I could put that mm-hmm. on my resume. So, you know, I mean, even though I didn't take the classes, but I did, I do have some work uh, with business yeah. so people can see that on my resume. Um, and then here I'm, I'm doing social work. Um, business, the business school was, it was, it was, it was an option, but I, I, I didn't think I really wanted to do um, the business part, especially with everything that's going on. I wanted to know more about uh, the social life um, as I already mm-hmm. did sociology, but I want to do social work is totally different than sociology. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm doing social work at school, social work, the MSW program. So I'm really excited, though. You know, what I mean, I have four years at Columbia. It was it wasn't easy for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, oh no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, what I mean, Ivy League is you know, what I mean, nothing to play around with. Um, but for sure to come here too, just to have those uh, alums, the connections that I'm going to make here and at Columbia. You know, what I mean, now, even if I don't play basketball ever again, I'll be set for life. And that's kind of why I made that decision to go to an Ivy League, um, because at the end of the day, basketball will come to an end. Um, so is there a specific area of focus beyond basketball, you know, whenever it does end that you'd like to entertain or, you know, do you not know yet? I, I always tell myself, I don't want to be a coach, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, up, <laughs> yeah, in the air. Right. it's up in the air. You know what I mean? You know I mean? You just can't get away from the game, but as of right, right. now, I've done private equity, uh, two mm-hmm. years in a row, um, in Manhattan for internships. And I really enjoyed that. But I think business, I think I, I would be a good salesman or some kind of rep. Uh, or mm-hmm. trying to sell something. I think I'm a, a great talker. I get it from my dad. He's a salesman. So I think it just runs in the family uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think I definitely want to do something in business. Uh, so after. Very cool. So another one on the grand tr- grad transfer stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with the numbers of guys who go low major to mid major, mid major to high major, and that sometimes, you know, the numbers don't add up. So there's, there right. is a gap there of what guys have been able to, to do jumping up. Why? What gives you confidence, right, that you can come up right. and you will be a Big Ten point guard and it will this this will be a fit? Uh, I just think – I think everything – I think all your confidence comes from your work. And I work tremendously hard. Mm. And, you know, I mean, it's hard to – for some – I don't know how other people act, but I know my capability and I'm not going to let anybody um, discredit my hard work um, mentally or physically because – if you work hard, you're capable of doing it any, anyway. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm not going to shoot 20 shots a game. So now I have to be more efficient, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, because now I'm doing catch and shoots. You know what I mean? I don't have to create for my own self all the time, which is great. Um, so I, it's, it's, it's not a matter of I have a chip on my shoulder, this and that. I just understand that I work tremendously hard. Um, I know the next guy does too. But if I'm confident in myself, then that – that helps me play better and that mm-hmm. helps me do everything because confidence is everything and everything mm-hmm. in life, everything. If you have confidence and nobody can shake your confidence or break your confidence, you will be successful in anything you do, anything you do. And I've understood that at a young age and I'm thankful that I did because I'm here. I am where I'm at now because of that. So are you, uh, are you looking forward to the increased, attention, exposure, everything that comes with I don't know. I don't know how much media you were getting at your games at Columbia, but it's going to be a little, right. bit, it's going to be a little bit different. different. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 fu- it's funny that you say that. Cause I went to Walmart. Um, first week I got here to go shopping and somebody was like, Hey, like, are you Mike Smith? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Who wants to know? Yeah. Right. Like, I, like, I, uh, I, did, I haven't played a game yet here and it's just crazy. Yeah. The fan base here is amazing. And I'm, really really excited to get to know them and you know what i mean put on a show for them um because they they are one of a kind for sure the amount of followers i've got and the dms and everything i 
pull up at a stoplight and people are raising, telling me to roll down my window that I'm thinking my light is out in the back or something. And there's like, it's like, man, like you're going to be great for us. And it's just, it's just, it's just humbling for me for sure. Because coming from Columbia, who's not that big on basketball because it's an Ivy league school, yeah. you're, there, you're there for sports. You know I mean, you're there for academics mm-hmm. um, because you don't get a scholarship there. You know what I mean? Here you get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. You, you go there, you pay to go there <laughs> essentially. So um, it's just totally different, but I, I'm really looking forward to it. You know what I mean? That's not my main objective, but I for sure will engage with the fans and the people once I can with the COVID um, and be thankful for that. And, you know what I mean? Be willing to do whatever they, if they want a picture, they want a picture, then I will give them a picture. I'll take time out of my day of autograph. I would do that. I love the kids and I love, you know what I mean? Th- just to give back to people. All right. And I guess at the, at the end here, how excited are you, Mike, to, to have a chance to just compete against Big Ten players? Because I know that, like, ultimately that's what it is, right? You just said confidence is, is everything for an athlete, and we all know that, obviously. But for, for a lot of guys in your situation, it's like, let me just get, you know, Jerron Simmons is still with Michigan's program, mm-hmm. was a great example of that. Right. came from, what was it, Brendan, Ohio? Yeah, and it was just like, and he had such a great attitude about it. It was like, let, just let me get a chance to compete with these guys and show myself what I can do. I mean, how much of that right now has is, is got you geeked? Uh, I, I think that's just, I think it's everything. Like, just let me get out here and compete and uh, mm-hmm. show everybody the capability that I have. Um, and I'm just, I'm just really excited to, to play in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing like the Big Ten. The Big Ten was probably like the best conference last year. It's going to be one of the top conferences again. And I have a lot of friends that went to Big Tens, you know what I mean, that played and things like that. And all of them reached out to me. It was like, Mike, man, you're gonna do you're gonna do well. And I just wanna, you know what I mean, prove them prove them right and prove all the doubt is all he's he's this, he's that, you know what I mean? Right. coming from the Ivy League school, this and that. Just prove the doubt is wrong. You know what I mean? I've done it all my life and I'll continue to do that and outwork everybody and show them that I can actually compete at a high level and this will ultimately help me get to the next level that I want to do. So I'm excited for sure. Well, Mike, that is a, uh, that is a perfect way to, yeah. to leave this. Um, uh, welcome to Ann Arbor. Uh, welcome to the beat. You'll unfortunately be stuck uh, dealing with me on occasion. <laughs> You'll, you won't have to look at Nick's ugly mug too much. He'll Not be much. at football. Um, but you uh, personality wise, I can tell you, you're certainly a welcome addition. It's always good. I think I think you're going to mix it up a little bit, man. I For think sure. you're going to. Uh, yeah. I think you'll be an interesting guy to uh, to cover, and this should be uh, this should be fun. So, thank you for coming on the show. Every every time that we do this show, especially during the pandemic, we uh, we like to encourage people to tip their their bartenders and serving staff out there and support their local restaurants. Is there any place in Ann Arbor that you are uh, you're digging so far? Uh, I, I, it's funny. Uh, I went to Frida Batita, I think it's called. Okay. Frida Batita. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, that chick. Oh, that chicken sandwich thing. Oh man, <laughs> I, I don't know that. Oh man, I had to give, I had to give him a ten dollar tip, man. It's so good. <laughs> I think everything else. I, I, I've, I've been cooking. Uh, I think Frida Batita is the only place that I've actually been. I've been looking for recommendations. All my teammates are being stingy. They don't want to tell me the good places. Uh, but it is what it is. But I'm for sure. No, I, I, I am with you with uh, tipping everybody a little bit more because uh, the time that we're in um, is not it's not easy for everybody. And, you know, I mean, just for them to still have their job is a blessing for them. And why not give them an extra tip here and there? Because, you know, I mean, they, they could catch COVID while they're doing their job, while they're serving mm-hmm. you your food. So why not give them the extra five dollars? It's not going to hurt you for sure. Um, to to make their day and make them, you know, what I mean, that can help them provide for their family or their next person. So 
I'm for sure with you with you guys on, you know what I mean, tipping everybody during this pandemic or just tipping everybody in general, mm-hmm. for sure, but especially during a pandemic. Good man. Well, thank you, Mike, for coming on. Welcome once again, uh, Nick. Good seeing you, buddy. And uh, for everyone out there, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. The place where I, I was born and raised The place where